Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. I'm Guido along with Scoop. Dropsies. And Johnson. Oh, sorry, Guido. I dropped I dropped my phone. It was it was right in my hands, uh, <laughs> but I dropped it. I'm sorry to screw up your intro. See how that like dropping things. Dropping things is just messes things up. Screw stuff up, doesn't like and I as a person that has a phone in my hands almost every day, you would think I wouldn't do that, but it's interesting. I just, I dropped it. I drop it. Do you practice holding on to it? I usually practice holding yeah. on to it, but, and you would think in, in, uh, you know, with all the practice that you'd be able to hold yeah, on. Yeah. You would just hold on to it, but I guess not. Right. No, I mean, you've no. been, you've been holding on to a phone since high school, right? For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Should so, be second nature. It should be. So Jared Daigie heads home with his West Virginia Mountaineers to Windy West, Texas. Where is he from? Is uh, Apparently he's from Lubbock. I don't know. If you watched the broadcast yesterday, I don't think they talked about it at all. Who didn't recruit him? Uh, Texas Tech didn't recruit him, but he's from Lubbock. His brother played there, if you didn't know. Where did his brother play? At, in, at Texas oh, Tech. Okay. Now, yeah. when he was I, 10, what was a big game that he was at? Oh, yeah. There was a big game he was at or something. I don't know. Can, can I just say that ESPN, like, I get it. Like, I get that was a storyline for the week. Like, cool. Like, I get it. But seriously, the whole broadcast, they just pounded it. Pounded it and home. And last week you said you didn't really like Gus Johnson. I'd have Gus Johnson any game before another round of that. Now, keep in mind, we were playing, like, cat poop so it could have be been negative territory that was maybe uh or or plus or pl- he, positive side yeah. we were on positive territory plus, <laughs> plus and minus so uh in windy west texas wvu uh loses to texas tech 34 27 i'm sure everybody that's listening already knows that and uh the, i think that the the topic of the day is the fact that the few catchable throws that jared daigie did throw the wide receivers could not hold on to and uh, we uh, we had we have now had wide receiving core has now had 16 drops this year, seven of which happened yesterday. So it was seven. I actually thought it was more than that. But what seven happened uh, during Texas? The Day, only yeah. thing that I really took from the game that was interesting of note to me, like typically the announcers don't tell us anything that is totally new, especially when they're a national announcer that you know sees the team once a season, maybe. I I did find it interesting that Sam James had been seeing a sports psychologist. I guess I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. You know, and I guess that they had said, I heard it actually both on the pregame show on MSN and also from the national guys during the broadcast about this. And I'm not sure if I'm WVU, but that's like something that I necessarily want to get out to the media. Right. Like I'm not. I. I and, I and for his sake too, for Sam's yeah, sake too. Yeah. I mean, like, if I'm Sam, I I would rather you not know that, just because I would think if I'm a defender, any edge I can get, even if it's something silly, I'm going to talk it up to you, right? Unless he's offered that information in those, you know, sometimes they have those pregame sit downs or you know Zoom calls. I'm sure now since they're not seeing him face to face. Maybe somebody asked him about, you know, we noticed that you've dropped the ball a little bit, and maybe he said, well, 
I've been talking to somebody about trying to get my mind right or, you know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, it could be. Yeah. And that's the bad thing of this, right, Guido, is it has to be – we know these guys are athletic. We know these guys can play. We've watched Sam James for a season catch balls. So right. it has to be some kind of mental block right now. The problem is it is affecting so much of the football game. I was going to say I have a mental block when it comes to throwing – or pitching a baseball or softball at a small child. There you go. <laughs> like, I hit them every time. Yeah. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had to call in a reliever in a seven- and eight-year-old baseball game because once once I lose it, it's gone. Well, I think yesterday the, the deficiencies in the passing game finally reared their ugly heads because – Texas Tech made it a point to shut down the running game, to shut down Letty as much as possible. And we saw West Virginia then throw the ball 50 times. Jared Diggy threw 50 passes yesterday uh, against Texas Tech. And so now between the incomplete passes, the uncatchable passes, and the passes that were in the receiver's hands and not, not caught at all. I would like to know how many of those 50 were over 15 yards? Not many. I would say not many. Yeah, I would more. argue not many. Uh, it sound it felt at least, especially late first half, um, when we were taking an interesting tour through either rushing or using all the clock, and suddenly then trying to stop the clock. I couldn't figure that out. It worked out well for us. We got points on the board, but that was odd. And that was a flurry of like two and three yard passes. I guess when you can't run the ball a three-yard pass becomes your running game I suppose but um, Letty really couldn't get anything going I think his longest run was 14 yards maybe Guido I think he uh, he ended up with about 77 yards I think his longest run with was 14 so that certainly didn't help but I the the thing I would bring up about Jared Deggie though Scoot is he went like so like Guido said 32 of 50 347 yards one touchdown no interceptions I think when you throw the ball 50 times and you don't get picked off that's actually it's actually pretty good to me um 347 yards I mean when you can't run I guess you pile up some yardage there but to me like we're so and and we're seeing it on Twitter and we were kind of texting each other during the game people are going to be rough on Jared Deggy. And I get it. I get the frustration. I wasn't happy with him early, especially I thought later he played better, but early I thought he was sailing some throws, but I said it last week and I'll repeat myself again here. You know, we, we can say that he doesn't always throw the best ball, but sometimes he does throw the best ball. And, and these seven drops Guido, I would argue they were in some killer situations. What, one of the stats that sticks out to me from the game is third down conversions. I think we were four of 16. Now you have to imagine that's a lot of third down drops. I, I would, I, I can think of a couple key drops first series of the game. We had a drop that led to a punt tech then drives and scores. So that's what I'm saying. What we've been annoyed by the receivers and the dropsies the, in these, you know, like Kansas and other games, but in a game like Saturday, Man, it played a huge role, I think. And I think one drop comes to mind right off the bat. And, it's, and, and Neil Brown said in his post-game press conference, we lost the fourth quarter. And we lost the fourth quarter with the drop that Daigie just put in Reese Smith's hands. And then, yeah. you know, it was... With room to with, run. I mean, and he... Yeah, there was 20 yards after that catch if he would have gotten it easily. So I think that's where, you know, for me, the drops weren't just drops on a first down and 10. They were drops in a lot of key situations 
And I don't know if that's, you know, a coachable thing or I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit coachable, but is that a coachable thing or is that just these guys need to to calm themselves down better when they're in that situation, Scoot? Yeah, I I don't know that it's coachable. I, I mean, I think it's at some point the guys have to be held accountable for because um, you know that they're practicing catching balls in all different you know, scenarios. They've got jugs machines that launch ball. I mean, this like if you're a receiver, that's what you do. You work on you're running your routes and you're catching the balls. So I think at some point you've just got to mentally lock in, and you know in some of those situations. Now there are times obviously where the ball may be underthrown or overthrown, or you know, uh, for example, there was a pass where even the uh, analyst said he had to throw it low just to keep it, you know, out of harm's way, but we still didn't catch it because it was, you know, kind of low, and I guess the receiver didn't get low enough. But um, I, I put it on the receivers. I don't know that the coaching staff can do much more. I think once again this week, I mean, if you're looking for a bright spot, I still think Winston Wright is a bright spot in the receiving core. I think he had a good game. He was fair, you know, for the most part, he was pretty reliable. I think Guido, you and I were talking nine receptions on 12 targets. He had 126 yards receiving. Um, and he had the one of the key plays with the fake punt. Um, he ran a nice a nice play got to the sideline quickly showed some athleticism to get that first down there on the fake on the fake punt so you know to me then if I'm Jared Deggy I start looking more rights way you know unless until someone else can step up and be a little more consistent but I think you know it's it's a bad situation when you can't get Letty going and then you know the passing the passing attack is hamstrung by these drops so that was such a frustration Saturday because look we Scoot, we lost to a garbage can on Saturday. Okay, we we lost we lost to a straight up trash can. Oh, it's bad. Texas Tech has been playing really bad football. One in three. They were just looking for a spark. They sent out, uh, they sent out the dude with with hair that's too long for my taste, and they were down to a third string running back. He looked like somebody from um, the Outsiders. Colombo? You look like a guy from, about Colombo? What's his name? He looked like a, a guy from The Outsiders, the movie. And I mean, you got you've got them actually being really effective. I mean, he he didn't miss a beat. He played a really good game. You know, to his credit, he managed the yeah. game really well, and he wasn't really phased by our front line. Now, I think I was super frustrated, Guido, at the beginning of the game with the defense. If we want to switch gears a little bit, I thought the loss of Tony Fields on a targeting penalty that. You know, I'm probably going to sound sour grapes, but I think we could argue we've seen things 10 times worse than that not be ruled a targeting call, but it was he, you know, he's got to probably use better technique in that situation, but there's no mistaking when you lose your leading tackler, that's going to have a big blow. And I thought early on you could tell the defense had to like get their feet back under them. Now, I thought as the game went on they did, but early man, I was I was frustrated with the defense. Well, on that targeting call specifically, I, I thought Neil Brown handled it. He kept himself calm in the postgame press conference about it when he said, I, I'm a head coach of a football team, and I don't clearly understand that penalty yeah. call. Like I, and I don't think and – and he, and he even said, I don't even think the, the officials understand that call. Like they're put – the way that has written is, is so tough. You know, when you have a – uh, a quarterback that's running and can fake a slide and they then go into a slide and it and it 
it leaves the defensive player with, you know, I mean, he goes, I can teach a guy to not put his crown down and to not, but he goes, right. Like, that's a call that I can't, I can't coach that. I can't teach that. And the NCAA has to do something about, about that specific call. Like, you know, and the NFL kind of did already, you know, they, 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 the whole thing where once you're out of the pocket and you're running, you're a runner, like you're running back at that point. Right. And they need to treat it that way. It's, it's, it's ridiculous that, you know, that gets called. Now, that being said, though, I mean, I'm going to be critical. When you're removed from a game, you probably should not be the guy that runs onto the field to celebrate a tackle or, a, you know, a, something positive with your teammates, a fumble return or whatever. Probably should not be that guy who comes out onto the field. Yeah, well, that was a frustration. I mean, he obviously is acting emotionally, but that was, you're like, you know, my immediate reaction was, what are you doing? Like, you can't Well, Coach said in the postgame that, you know, when he came off and he got ejected, that they they pulled him aside, coaching staff pulled him aside and said, okay, your job now is, you know, to be electric, to get these guys pumped up. You're a hype hype man now. I just think that he took it a little too far, and he should have known better than to take it that far. Yeah, I mean, it's easy for us to criticize, but, I mean, obviously he's excited for his guys and he's he's acting emotionally, but you got to – you got to be, you know, considerate of where you're at, where you're at on the field. And he ran what made it bad, I think, for him, just kind of bad luck, is he ran right in front of an official. You know, maybe if you come in from the side or you're in a crowd, but he yeah, right. he came right in front of the official. So, yeah, that kind of exacerbated his situation. Let me ask this question. Is the get back guy, is, is that his fault? Is he in charge of a guy like that? Yeah, maybe it is. I think he's got like to get all the guys back, right? Like he wasn't able to get that guy back? Who, who is the get back guy for, for WV? I don't know. Is, that, is it uh, Mike Joseph? Does Mike jo- Is that one of Mike Joseph's jobs when he's on the sideline? If line? it is, there's no way I'd run on the field if it was Mike Joseph's job. I'd be so afraid you think they give it like, to a strength coach, the get back guy? Yeah, he'd like toss you in the front row of the stands or something. Yeah, so like usually you see a strength and conditioning coach. That's what they do during the game is they do a lot of get back stuff. Uh, you know who I'd like them to get? Don't make me get you back. Who do you think WVU should get as a get back guy? I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Who would make a good – what do you think the qualities of a good get-back guy are, I guess? I think you got to be somewhat intimidating. Yeah, yeah I think you got to be quick, too. I, I think you got to be you got to be you know, quick I on your feet. I think you almost have to give, like, the dad look, like, don't make me come over. You know, like, it can't all, <laughs> it can't all be physicality. You kind of have to scare people into getting back, right? All right, so here's the question. If you could pick somebody associated with the university, maybe he's still living – that is a past. Still well, living. I mean, that is feels like a key quality. You need to be alive. Yeah. To but him. you know, somebody associated with the university, maybe athletics. Could doesn't have to be athletics. Who would you choose if you're Neil Brown? Who would you get as your get back guy? As your get back guy? Uh, well, I wouldn't say President Gee. I don't think President Gee would be a very good get back guy. No, no, no. Uh, he's not intimidating. He's, he's not kind, at he's all. Kind you kind of want to hug him. You kind of want to hug him. You kind of want to hug him. Stop hugging uh, me and get behind the line. I don't know, Johnson. You got anybody? You got anybody you can think of? I'm thinking of somebody like Daryl Talley. You know, like if I can pick anyone, I'm picking like a mean looking ex linebacker. Yeah. You know, like. Okay. Or. Um, Wolfley. Wolfley would have been yeah, a good, maybe, be a good Yeah, maybe Wolfman or. 
I don't know. I can't think of like who else would be. What What do you got, Scoot? You're you got right, somebody t- tip of your tongue. I feel I like. would like to bring back Dennis Kalichla as the get back guy. Oh, I like that. That's a good I get like back. Guy. He he was kind of lumbering, kind of. Can big. he carry the guitar like kind of a hacksaw Jim he Duggan? He could. He could hit a guy with a guitar. <laughs> if they try to run out, he just swings the guitar and hits him. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. He that. might be able to yell something in in Turkish. I like it, Adam. Maybe. Yeah, we need. They need to figure it out because if Tony Fields is running out on the field like that, they need to have a good get back guy. So. But I think Guido, like early on, you know, once they did get their their feet under him, so and that's the weird thing about this game, right? So first half, I was I was aggravated with the defense. I thought they were giving up too many chunk plays to this tech offensive roster that I thought, you know, shouldn't be doing that to us coming in as the number one defense. And as the game went on. I mean, if you if you've got, you know, you only give up seven offensive points the whole second quarter, you can't. So I can't bang on those guys for their second half performance. They got it together. I felt like it flip flopped when I needed the offense to kick it into gear later in the game, even though we did claw back. I thought we looked really out of sorts. We caught an odd third quarter timeout at one point. We had like delays of game out of stoppages, stuff like that. I. You know, as the game went on, I felt myself like, man, this offense. And then I think compounded by the drops, that's that's where my frustration Well, and I definitely think they they just looked really tired in the third and fourth quarter, especially in the fourth quarter. They The team, the defense looked tired. The offense looked tired. They just didn't look like they were into the game. I, I, I think I texted you guys like this is just such a like the gameplay was so bland. I don't I don't. You know, I don't even know how to say it. It just it was, was kind of it was eh. kind of a boring game. Well, and a, and a lot of people were a lot of people were complaining about that on on Twitter. And I don't think you know. And again, not to stir anything up in the WVU Twitter Twitter sphere, whatever. You know, but everybody's out there, and they're they're already they're yelling about Coach Brown. They're you know, um, they're yelling about the coaching staff, and and I think that there are a couple of things to to kind of come into play here. With which one is is we're still very early in the climb, guys. Like everybody's got to simmer down. We're not. We were never gonna be a ten and O team this year. We were never simmer g- down. Nah. Yeah. Like seriously. Like calm it down, folks. Um. So I think you, you need to you know put yourself in check of what the realistic expectations were. I will say somebody posted. I forget who it was. I don't know if you guys retweeted it or somebody retweeted it about Dabo Sweeney comparing him to Coach Brown. So Dabo Sweeney took over Clemson when he was 40 years old. Coach Brown, the same for WVU. He had his first bowl win when he was 42 years old. He had um, his first uh, you know conference championship win when he was whatever 45 years old, and his first national championship by the time he was 47 for Dabo. So let's let's hope that's the same trajectory for Coach Brown on a very similar school in a lot of ways. And he was what six and six in his first 12 games. Did you say that? Yeah. Well, I think though for for me, you know, we said it when we were ending the show last week, just like. Kansas coming in the week prior my my opinion was hey this is a team that's not playing very good football let's just go take care of business and on this trip to Lubbock that's that's all I wanted to see us do you know this is a team that's they're just not playing very good let's go take care of business and I thought we let one get away I think that's that was my frustration I you know the people I follow on Twitter WVU wise I I could sense that's what I felt like their frustration was it wasn't that 
oh, we lost and I hate losing and I'm mad. It was like, man, this was this was a gettable game. This was a winnable game in conference. We should have taken care of business and, and we managed to play bad enough to lose really is is what I felt like. Well, you still you still have those crazies out there, though, Johnson, that are like, oh, maybe Neil Brown isn't the right guy for no, And I saw that. Yeah, I definitely saw that. I know what you're talking about. And I just kind of roll my eyes at that. But I, I think people's frustration boils over. What I'm taking right. from it is that Air France is full of Cessnas and sandpipers and not <laughs> jet engines. Uh, oh, yeah, right. I think Air Fr- we need a little we need a little Air uh, France has got uh like Orville and uh Wilbur <laughs> designing their aircraft. Well, that's a thing. I mean, Guido, we should probably just table that for now. Like that's probably, you know, you're saying you thought it was bland, you thought it was conservative. I think I think that's something that's going to get scrutinized moving forward. I mean, we, you know, you can't just lean on Letty Brown. Now someone would probably argue we did like what a double reverse pass early, you know, early in the game to, to Laughlin, which I thought Laughlin, by the way, played a really nice game at the tight end spot. But yeah, other than that, it's a lot of, it's a lot of up the middle. It's a lot of screen. It's a lot of short passing. So I, I know what you're talking about on the defensive side of things. You know, it, like you said, it, didn't start great it got better in the second half the only sacks were the two stills each the each stills brother had a sack um other than that you know you didn't see a lot of tackle for losses um you know Tyke smith had a couple of decent ta- tackles but yeah it was on the same side on the defense no disrespect to him but the announcing crew obviously uh highlight they, they highlight certain players was jared bartlett on your list of guys to highlight as impact players from previous weeks? Yeah, would, wouldn't have been the person that bubbled to the top. Uh, no. And I'm glad he got some sure. recognition, but, I mean, I, I know what you good. mean. He's got two sacks already on the season. He's I mean, he's good, but I wouldn't say he's, like, the guy to look out for. I mean, I don't know. I, if I'm the Stills brothers, I think that they're both maybe guys to look out for. I would look out for Akeem Mesador. Well, right. Like, I mean, I'm not saying Jared Bartlett's a bad player, but like Chandler Semedo seemed to be having better games leading up. Well, to me, it fit right into kind of the weird way the ESPN crew called this game. <laughs> like, to be honest with you, it's just kind of weird. They talked about weird yeah. stuff. Like the Texas um, wind, that swirling Texas wind. <laughs> and about, uh, did you guys know that uh, Jared Diggy was from Lubbock? I don't know if you guys knew I that didn't, or not. I was not aware. He went to school there. I heard I, that. Yeah, and then uh, and then I, I they he wasn't recruited at Texas. No, that's what I heard. I heard that oh, too. Okay. No, he got offered at Bowling Green, <laughs> right? But right. not at Texas Tech, though. But not at Texas Tech. No. One of the coaches Something that was at brother. Texas Tech was at Bowling Green. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. See what it was. Uh, other thing that came out of this game for me, Scooty, is I think I want to rename my two sons. Um, I think I want to change and put Suh in front of their name. So it sounds like it's Sir Roderick, <laughs> Sir, you know, Sir Guido. Well, and Sir Roderick Thompson got, I mean, he was kind of playing. He was trying to gut it out. But at one point he had a terrible shoulder like stinger injury. Then later he finally left. He really didn't even get tackled. He just went no. down of his own volition. I, it looked like he had a rib injury. So. What I but find interesting, yeah, run. but he still hurt us. He he had a good game. What early. I find interesting is that the ESPN announcers, for some reason, glossed over the fact that Sir Roderick was knighted in between Paul McCartney and Richard Branson. 
That was oh, how the order that's went. Good to know. It was <laughs> right. that's good to know. Yes. Pretty much done talking about the game, guys, except for one thing that I want to get your opinion on. No, you don't want to talk about this anymore? I'm shocked. But no, I'm kind of done so talking fun. about it. But let's it's not it wasn't fun at all. But let's talk really quick about special teams as we do every week. Yes. Uh punk coverage, kick coverage actually was better, yeah. I thought. No, it was. But I have a question for you. What do you guys think's going on with the whole punting situation where we're seeing like dueling punters every other time? Well, that's that's a good question. Our our pause is, we're not really sure. Yeah, because um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna not, have to honestly. I'm gonna have to chalk it up to the West Texas swirling winds that um, they must uh, must favor Colton McGee one punt and then they they let Tyler Sumter try it out as well and then they just go flip flop back and forth. I've never you know all of the years that I've followed WVU football. I don't ever remember having this many kickers on the team. I feel like we have more kickers on the team than we have wide receivers sometimes. We didn't see Casey Leg at the Texas Tech game, but we did see Tyler Sumner with three punts, Colton McGee with two punts, and they were switching back and forth. One would punt, and then the next time the next one Do you one think they punt. can catch? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they could catch. Maybe you're on to something. Oddly enough, none of them are the holder. Hey, there you go. It's uh, Milosevic. I think that's his yes. name. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what position he plays. Is he like a backup tight end or something like that? What is I he? I believe so. He's. Yeah, I believe he's a, either he's a tight end or something, right? So, Which is kind of an unusual holder. Yeah. So just so so strange. It's a weird, just a weird situation. So West Virginia, like we said, loses to Texas Tech, thirty-four twenty-seven. Coming up, guys, is K State. K State ranked right now. Uh, they beat. Kansas this past weekend, fifty-five to fourteen, which I don't even know if that's something they like we even brag about. Like it's Kansas. Um K State's undefeated in conference, so they beat Kansas, they beat Texas Tech, TCU, and of course the win over Oklahoma. Their only loss is against non conference Arkansas State from the Sun Belt. Well, and they're playing as a different team, right? So they've accomplished a lot early on. I think they beat Oklahoma even with Skylar Thompson at the quarterback. He got hurt, unfortunately. I mean, that sucks for them. But I, I don't, I'm not sure if Kansas was the first game, Guido. I feel like I'm wrong about that. But I think this new quarterback now has been playing the last one or two games. They still look like they're playing really good football. I mean, that that's usually a Kansas State team. They're usually pretty solid. So I think, you know, putting 55 up, even though that's against Kansas, shows they can still they can still score with this you know, reconfigured offense with the new quarterback. So I think it's going to be skewed another tough test. I mean, I don't see anything getting easier. Uh, This Kansas state is such a weird place because football wise, their coach, the, he, the old coach used to wear windbreakers all the time. Uh, They play at uh, the Paul Snyder family uh, entertainment and, (laughs) Um, recreational center or whatever it's called. I think you're 100% yes. wrong about that. It's entire... not, did I say Paul Snyder? Yeah. Uh, what's his first name? <laughs> Ernie? Ernie Snyder? Yeah, old Ern. Ernie, <laughs> and old Ernie Ern. Snyder Recreational uh, and Family Wellness Center <laughs> is where the name of their stadium, which is ridiculous. Thirdly, didn't they have a guy at one point that everyone was talking about as like the a fantastic quarterback. This is a couple of years ago, and they called him Optimus Prime or some ridiculous Transformer name. I think you're right about that. Yeah. That, what happened to that guy? I don't know. Nothing. 
So, First of all, so it's Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder. The legendary yeah. Kansas State uh, coach. He coached there for like uh, 78, right. 90 years. And then he came back and there. coached another Listen, 70 years after it's that. It's Kansas right. State. They're not relevant in much of anything. Well, but they're ranked in their. They're very relevant in the next Saturday. Uh, yeah, right. They're very relevant this week. Who would you rather play, Kansas State or. Uh, I'm trying to think of any any other Big East team from the yeah, past. Yeah, well, you're you're branching off onto another conversation. I mean, I'd rather not be in this conference ever <laughs> and not moving forward, but we don't have that option. So Kansas State, it is. Key. It just sucks. yeah. I mean, we're talking about we have to talk about these te- West Texas. The teams Little Apple. And, and... Come on, nobody calls Manhattan, <laughs> Kansas, the Little Apple. No one has ever said that. Do they even have apples uh, in Kansas? They got a lot of corn. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't wheat? know. It's, these are all valid questions. You call it the big wheat. I think, though, it's going to be – It's Kansas State's an example. Kansas State's an example of more tough sledding for this West Virginia team. I That's why I think people got so frustrated here Saturday is because I think you had to have this Texas Tech win because, Guido, we've already looked ahead to November. It doesn't look very fun. No. And heading in, we're already we're already on I some mean, tough tough spots. Granted, Texas is not playing good football, um, you know, and maybe this is the year that we could take Oklahoma. But yeah, it's going to be tough sledding the the next you know month. So Kansas State, you got to watch Deuce Vaughn this weekend. He seems to be their sort of number one target, both on the running game. He's their kind of starting running back, and also is the number one receiver for the team and usually gets the most tar- targets. Will Howard Johnson is the new quarterback. Ah, for, okay, thank you. I'm sure he runs. I'm sure we won't be prepared for him, and he probably has ridiculous hair. <laughs> K-State <laughs> is favored by three and a half, only three and a half in this game, which I thought was narrower than uh, I expected, especially after the Texas Tech lost. When the, when the, when the um, odds came out, they have K-State picked by three and a half with a over-under of 50 on this game well and i think that's more a testament to what kansas state's done so far this season coming in i think you know they're getting a little bit of respect for they're undefeated in conference and they're coming in you know playing some pretty good football and i i like that we're at home scoot i hope we put on blue helmets um i think that'll be a big help the helmet the blue helmets will be a big help yeah i think it can only help i mean i knew i knew those those yellow helmets man they had i'm not a fan that's what, yeah. So, uh, guys, as we do every week, we give a little bit of a prediction, a score prediction for the game. Kansas State, again, like I said, favored by three and a half. I'll go first this week, uh, since you guys always uh, go before me. I'll go first this week. I'll say uh, West Virginia is going to lose by three. So, they'll beat the spread. So, if you're if you're betting, take West Virginia. I think West Virginia is going to lose by three in this one. And I'm going to go back to the opposite of what I said last week. I'm going to go back to a low-scoring affair. So uh, 27-24 K-State. Okay. Well, I think I also feel like it's we're, we're hanging around in the 20s. I'm going to go 24-21, and I, unfortunately I'm also going to pick K-State. And I think even though we're at home, I like us. I like us to kind of regroup after this Texas Tech showing, but I still think – I mean, where my head's at right now, I think Kansas State's playing really good. I think they got some momentum. I think they're coming in kind of hot. 
and I I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the victory as much as I hate to say it, but I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be I think you're right. It's gonna be a three point game. We haven't lost in Morgantown yet this season, so all of our wins have had been home games. But uh, what do you think, Scoot? Uh, well, I'm usually the glass half full guy. So with that being said, I'm gonna say 42 to 10, Kansas State. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's, um, I would say that's not quite half full. I would say that's a little, little broken. I think the glass is broken and on the floor if that's the score. If that happens, the, the Twitter sphere will go insane if something like that happens. Man, that's, that's, that's a rough, that's a rough take, Scoot. I'm, I'm going to guess that this guy, this quarterback's going to run and we apparently don't do well with that. And then uh, he's probably got some crazy hair. We'll try to do everything we can to run, and they'll stop it, and then we'll throw the ball three yards and get tackled. And drop it. Or, or yeah, or drop it. Well, it's one we definitely need because, again, I mean, if you're, if you're looking ahead to that November schedule, this is a game that – a game that we could really we if could we, really use before we hit that slate. If we need eight yards for a first down, we'll throw it five and run two and then get tackled. All right. Well, K-State comes to Morgantown this weekend on Halloween Saturday. The game is going to be on ESPN2. That's a noon kickoff. Yep. So put on your costumes, dress as your put favorite on your scary mask. player. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. Johnson, I want to hear some good news. Uh, because all we talked about now was all bad stuff. We none of us picked West Virginia to win this weekend, and and we talked ahead to talk about a loss for the last twenty five minutes. Give me some good news that came out of this weekend. Well, it's good for us. It's not good for the trapezoid of evil. I feel like we haven't talked about the trapezoid in a while. We haven't. It's been a long time since we've pulled out the old trapezoid of evil. So it just it it caught my attention. After, you know, obviously ESPN replayed a thousand replays of Indiana sneaking one in in overtime, uh, which if you saw that play reaching out, hitting the pylon, I don't know. That was such an iffy play. They couldn't overturn it. They called it a score. I think the first time Penn State has ever lost at Indiana. So hate that for them. Not really. Um, Pitt got demolished at home by Notre Dame. Now this one, it's hard to be happy because it was to Notre Dame, which, you know, which is they're, they're like trapezoid adjacent. They are. They're trapezoid adjacent. They're in that realm of teams that you, you still can't feel good about, but Pitt lost. And we like that 45 to three scoot ruining. Otherwise a pretty cool looking uniform debut for the Panthers. They had these, so they gray, wear their silver and black. Yeah. It yeah, actually looked like pretty those. cool. They got smeared in them. Probably will never wear them again. So that was cool. Um, <laughs> they even have uh, matching neck gaiters. Yeah, which is I nice. noticed that. Maryland got housed by uh, the powerhouse of the Midwest, Northwestern, forty-three to three. That's just embarrassing yep. for the for the twerps. And then, if you needed a cherry on top of your trapezoid of evil Sunday from the weekend, Virginia Tech lost at Wake Forest. 23 to 16 i'm sure tech was ranked because they always are for no reason uh but those are all fairly bad losses yeah they are they're terrible losses that's why i thought i'd bring it up maybe put a few smiles on mountaineer fan faces i mean because because that penn state game shouldn't have even been that close like penn state should have like smoked well and everyone's mad because 
primetime spot, I think, next week against Ohio State. That's now kind of messed up after you go and lay an egg against the Hoosiers. The Wake Forest yeah. really hasn't been super relevant in football yeah, like, in a long time. Since, uh, who do they have, Jim Jim. Jim Grobe? Jim Grobe, yeah. Of he yeah. of, I think, Ohio yeah. University. And then um, you said Maryland. What was the score for the Maryland? They scored three 40, points. 43 to three. And to that the was... always powerful uh, Northwestern. Yeah. Who uh, wears purple, Scoot? Uh, you I know mean, how I feel about that. That's And they're what? They're the Wildcats? They are. Did Maryland hire Randy Etzel back and not tell anybody? Is that what <laughs> I happened? don't know. Maybe he's might be an advisor. <laughs> maybe he's an advisor. But anyway, okay. I just I thought it would be good maybe to bring up the trapezoid this week, Guido. So just a quick no. trapezoid check-in. Maybe we'll just pay attention every now and then and, and do a quick trapezoid check-in. Yeah, it was nice. It was definitely nice to check it in. Quick, really quick basketball note here, guys. Just so we didn't talk about it last time on the show, but we should mention it. The backyard brawl, which was obviously canceled for this year, has been rescheduled for next year. Um, and also uh, the two following years. So it's it's been extended, uh, which is good. So we're going to be playing basketball against Pitt yeah, I like it. Uh, in years to come, just not well, this year because apparently they can't drive down Maybe we'll 79. Maybe we'll have to ask our uh, college basketball correspondent uh, a little bit about uh, the rivalry between Pitt and WVU. Yeah, he could probably oh, – yeah. uh, yeah. he could probably he, – he might, he might have, have some, some insight, good insight I would say on that. Maybe some insight. And then uh, the other thing that was announced this week was who WVU is playing in the SEC Big 12 Challenge matchup game on January 30th, and it's the Florida Gators coming to the Coliseum. Yay, I, don't, I guess. Are we excited about that? Do we yeah, care? Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Um, That's interesting. Darius, Darius Nichols is there. Yeah, I do love some Darius Nichols. So I feel like it's hard to get excited about the SEC and basketball in general. Listen, I I'm all about the SEC as opposed to some of the sad sack squads we have to play in the Big Twelve. <laughs> like Florida, to me, is already a thousand times more interesting to watch than watching. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, it's interesting. Squawky, yeah, Bruce Weber in his <laughs> in his octagon <laughs> of doom mine, or whatever mine, they play. Mine. Mine. Yeah, I mean, come on. That guy makes me want to puke. Uh, can you imagine, by the way, if they don't have I, – I, I think we might have already mentioned this once before, but if they don't have fans in the Coliseum for basketball yeah, games – Yeah, I'm almost afraid of what you're going to hear. Y- like, what one, what you're going to hear, and two, how loud Bruce Weber is going to be oh, on the Well, broadcast. and like, hugs. I mean – And hugs, too. <laughs> yeah, that is I'm true. I'm excited like, to hear hugs. I'm not so excited to hear Bruce Weber. Well, I'm just saying all around they need a buffer of noise of some kind. I, I mean, I know that they'll probably pipe in uh, crowd noise like they have been for football, too, for the television broadcast. But you still hear stuff, and it'll be it'll be interesting. To, oh, to yeah, know. it will. You're right. All right, well, listen, guys, let's take a break. We'll come back with everybody's favorite game show on a West Virginia sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluffs. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Got your ears on. Vortec Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortecKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortec, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortec Knives. 
All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears on Guido along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can find us on the social medias. Look for us on Instagram and on Twitter at Got Your Ears and uh, search for us on Facebook. You can just search Got Your Ears on. We're there, too. So, guys, every week we like to play a little game that we like to call Bluff the Fluffs, and it's the number one game show on a podcast about West Virginia University sports. So take that, Suck it, unreasonable doubt. <laughs> he got, what's he got? He's got a, does he have a game show that he He's plays? Got, where's your yeah? Where's your uh, game show? I feel show? like that's lukewarm though, <laughs> right? Because Josh yeah. can totally say like, "Look, I was a guest and I housed you guys on your own he, game show." True. He came on and that won is, Bluff the Fluffs when he was on. That is, so. that is true. That is absolutely true. So. Does Raspy Voice? Do they have a game show? No, man. I they, feel these like guys we have got, this cornered. We got three guys. We got the game show. Flipping pies. Do they yeah. have a game show? I don't think so. Three guys flipping pies. Three guys that get paid to do a podcast. Yes. All right. So anyways, not to not to throw shade to any more podcasts that No, uh, actually I feel like all the podcasts are a family. A family of podcasts. Mountaineer Podcast Nation. Hashtag Mountaineer Podcast. We love Josh. We love RVK. Anyway, we do a little thing called Bluff the Fluffs. Right now, Scooty is on a roll making a comeback against Johnson. Johnson leads 11 games to nine. We're playing to the end of the year. Well, I mean, I got hot-pocketed last week, so You to got hot-pocketed last week, yes. A different temperature in every bite. I mean, who would have thought that was an actual thing? Come on. Listen. I mean, I didn't, and you're lying if you said you did. This week, guys, I thought, you know, it's been a few weeks since we did a sports, a West Virginia sports trivia. Yeah, boy. Uh, so... Maybe we should shift back this week. So this week, we're going to see what you boys know about the WVU football season thus far. So, okay. okay. So this season. This season. This should be up and up. This should be level playing field, so to speak. Pun, no, I don't know. Pun intended, should be, maybe? Should be pretty level playing field. It's just about what you know about this season's West Virginia Mountaineers COVID-related football. Okay. All right. It's easy. All right. All right. As always, before we started, we had a complete and total random flip of the coin. And Scooty, you come out first what? this week. Why, yeah, baby. I had you a feeling. Get to go first I had a this feeling. Congra- congrats, Scoot. It came, it came up heads for you. So good good on you. A correct answer is worth five points. A steal is worth 10 points. And final bluff is worth 25. First question is to you, Scoot. Here we go. How many passing yards does Jarrett Dagey? have so far this season is it 997 1389 1755 or 1051 mm. 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 i am going to say 1389 that's a correct answer scoot congrats on that. nice job scoot. good job thank you johnson this next question is to you how many more, how many more net rushing yards does Letty Brown need this season to match all of WVU's net rushing yards for last season? Does he need 712 more yards, 287 more yards, 532 more yards, or 97 more yards? Wow, this makes me feel bad to say this, but I think it's 287 more yards. That's correct. 287 more yards. Which seems insane, right? Because we're only five games into the season. I think a third of them came against Eastern Kentucky, though, right? Total. 
total last season, we had 879 net re- rushing. That wow. would be like one game for KJ Harris. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. Letty right now has 590. 92 as a team we only need 31 more yards but as letty alone can if he can get 287 more yards he'll have more than all the whole team did Did it one year scoot against east carolina kj had like 300 yards all by himself or something like 345 or something it was some ridiculous yeah Yeah, something ridiculous right yeah so we're all tied up boys five points a piece with that correct answer from johnson and we move back to scooty scooty who leads West Virginia in receiving yards this year? Who leads West Virginia in receiving yards so far this year? Is it Sam James, Bryce Ford Wheaton, Letty Brown, or Winston Wright? Ooh, that's tough. That's a tough question. Uh, Letty Brown gets a lot of catches. Uh, if it were last year, you would have said Sam James. Winston Wright has been very good lately. I'm going to say Bryce Ford Wheaton. <laughs> Sorry, that's incorrect. That's incorrect, Scooty. Uh, Johnson, for 10 points in the steal, who do you think? Wow, this is a tough question. Um, I would have gone with Scoot's answer also. Uh, So I'm going to say I'm going to go with Sam James. I'm sorry. That is also incorrect. It's Winston Wright. Really? No, it's Winston Wright who has the most yards receiving this year with 360 receptions or 360 yards receiving on 28 receptions. Wow. So well, good for him. I mean, like Scoot said, yeah. lately he's been a, certainly a bright spot, but I guess he's uh, done a little more over the season than I thought. That's awesome. Sam James is second with 224. Bryce Ford Wheaton is third with 197. And Letty Brown is fourth with 138 yards. So huh. there you go, guys. Nobody gets any points right there. And we are back to you, Johnson, for the uh, for the next question. Who is currently leading the team in sacks? Is it Darius Stills, Akeem Mesador, Jeffrey Pooler, or Jared Bartlett? Huh. Um, man, I want to say Mr. Stills, but I'm going to go with Prince Akeem. That's correct. Prince Akeem has four sacks. Right now, Darius has 3.5. He has that, ha- he has that, that half sack kills you every time. <laughs> so he's... So- so Mesador's got a half sack bragging right. And Mesador's right got a half now. sack more. He didn't have to share any of That's his right. sacks with anybody else. So Darius shared a sack with uh, with Bartlett earlier in the season. So, all right. So Johnson gets five points there. <laughs> There's and, a joke in there, but I'm not going to say it. And uh, <laughs> have you guys shared a sack with anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I guess I haven't. <laughs> I mean, awkward. awkward. This is the awkward part of the podcast. <laughs> All right, Johnson takes the lead 10 to 5 right now over Scoot, and this next question is to you, Scooty. What is WVU's red zone scoring percentage for this season? Is it 77%, 95%, 83%, 85%, 67%. It's very good. I'm going to go with 83%. Sorry, that's incorrect. Johnson, for 10 points and the steal. Can I have my choices again, please? Yes, 77%, 95%, or 67%? Well, 95 seems seems insane, Scoot. I'm going to go with 
Oh, jeez. 95% really? is the correct wow. answer. I did not know one that. Time, one time we haven't put points on the board in the red zone. Other than that, we are 21 for 22 in the red wow. zone right now. Good for us. Yeah. I did not know that. All right. Nobody gets any points there. Johnson still has a lead 10 to 5 over Scoot. And Johnson, this next question, final question before final bluffs, is back to you. Of West Virginia University's 2020 opponents, who has had more passing yard in their game against West Virginia than West Virginia had for passing yards? Was it Texas Tech, Baylor, Eastern Kentucky, or Oklahoma State? Huh. Well, I don't believe it was this weekend, so I'm going to rule out Texas Tech. I don't believe it was Eastern Kentucky because I don't think they did anything but maybe run fast for a quarter um, against us. And then I'm going to say... So that leaves Oklahoma State and Baylor. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Bears. That's correct. Baylor Bears are the only team to have had more passing yards in their game than West Virginia had in that game. So interesting right there. All right, Johnson, with five points, you take a lead of 15 to 5 over Scoot going into final bluff. Final bluff, as we know, is worth 25 points. So Scoot, you're not out of it yet. You still got a chance here to to pull off a come-from-behind win. Uh, as we do, we ask you guys to have buzzers for this one so you can buzz in. Johnson, what's your buzzer for this week? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, I'll say <laughs> boo because it's Halloween. Because it's Halloween. Boo. Boo, y'all. Boo. Uh, Scoot, what do you got for a buzzer? Doink. <laughs> Doink. Doink. I surprised neither of you guys had drops as your buzzer. I thought one of you guys would pull. Uh, I didn't want to do that. I thought about it. I didn't want to. Do- we we piled on earlier in the show. I think we can give him a break. Scoot, that All doink right. sound very uh, a scoob like a scoob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Don't forget to buzz in when you're ready to answer. Final bluff, twenty five points. Johnson has a lead of 10, 15 to five over Scoot right now. Where does Jarrett Dagey rank nationally in completion percentage? Is he ranked 10th, 36th, 57th, or 62nd? Boo. Johnson. I'm going to go with, wait, tell me what was B again? It's 10th, 36th, 57th, or 62nd. Yeah, I'm going to go with B. That's correct. He's currently ranked 36th in the nation in completion percentage with 64% completion. Johnson, you won this week. Yes. Nice. After a little bit of a lull, you pulled one off. You scored some points. You got some right answers. You beat Scooty. And uh, you now have a 12 game to nine lead. Scoot, I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, I'll get them next week when it's uh, food or TV related. <laughs> is that is that what I have to do? Like I have to pivot to yes. uh, pop culture questions for yes. you and sports questions. I, I felt like this was a pretty even. I mean, we, we've all watched every game. Yeah. No, this was good. Yeah, this was good. I mean, we, we've been following every game. Guido, on that last question, though, interesting he was probably, I guess, much higher then until this tech game where he went 32 and he, you know, he, he was, he probably hasn't thrown 50 passes in a game, I would venture to say so far. Right. So, so he was last week, he was ranked 24th nationally and he dropped to 36th nationally. But I mean, you know, looking at uh, you, when you throw that many passes, I guess your completion percentage is going to be pretty good. But considering how many drops and overthrows and floats up that he's got, like, 
I was I was kind of shocked that he was inside the top 15 yeah. when I looked at it. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations, Johnson. You now have a 12 to 9 game lead over Scoot in Bluff the Fluffs. Let's take a break. We'll come back with a segment that comes from Scooty's head to your ears. It's a segment we like to call I Can't Believe My Ears. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio you'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. All right, welcome back to Got Your Ears On, Guido along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, check out our website. There's merch there. You can buy T-shirts. You can buy fanny packs. You can buy stickers. Uh, check that out on our website, gotyourearson.com. Johnson, it's kind of like the hub of everything. Yeah, it is. And the links to the merch store are right there on the page. You can get uh, to all the... Entries for each week's shows, uh, we put them up there after, you know, just as we're recording and publishing, we put them out there. We put all the links to the things we talked about and probably even some stuff we didn't talk about there. And then you can find uh, the link to play the latest show right in the sidebar. So check it out. Definitely got your ears on dot com. Every week we allow Scooty to read the Internet and then tell us something that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. <laughs> it's a segment we like to call. I can't believe my ears. What do you got for us this week, Scoot? Okay, guys, here's here's what I've got. As you may or may not know, I'm not sure you guys are aware, uh, at one point in my life I had an earring. Wait, what? Okay. I don't think I knew this. You didn't know this? I think I knew Did this. You, you didn't know that I had an earring? It's a good thing you never were around my father. You think you would have ripped it out? I've known you over 20 years. Did You, you must have had it before we met. Or did you have it after, uh, like that period of time where I didn't see you? I much? had it. You, I had it the whole time you knew me. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember this yeah. about you. I was around. So you guys were obviously the best of observant. I gotta go back and look at pictures. I gotta go back and look at these college pictures. Friends. Yeah. Was it just like a stud? Did you just have like a diamond uh, stud? No, it was a hoop, gold hoop. No. Yes. Gold hoop. I don't remember this. Would you have rather me go? Uh, I want to see this so bad. Can you just put it back in? I, I <laughs> do have. I think I could. Really? Can you just start rocking that again? I'm gonna get a feather like uh, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> either a feather or a long dangly cross like uh, Barry Bonds. I want you to rock that look again. Yeah, you need to pull that back. So out. yeah, I had to, the left ear pierced. Anyway, what if I told you that there's a gentleman who recently set. The Guinness Book of World Records for body modifications. Modifications. So piercings. Piercings being one of, I guess, many modifications. Yes. Piercings is, here's here's what he's got. Oh, boy. Uh, Tattoos, piercings, and subdermal implants. Pardon? Of course. Subdermal implants. (laughs) So So things that... Things that he put under his skin? Correct. Correct. Uh, a fine, upstanding gentleman named Rolf Buchholz from Germany. Okay. Recently set the record 
of 516 body modifications. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's a big what? number. Uh, and he didn't get his first tattoo until he was 40. Really? Wow. So he just went all in. He went. Like, once he was there, he just like, went all in. When you get a tattoo, though, how do you know, like, if you've got, if you're covered in tattoos, is it every time the the needle touches you does that count as a body modification yeah that's a good point and after you get to a certain point how do we count them anyway right that's what i mean like is it every time you went and paid for it i mean are we looking at cash transactions are we looking at receipts how do we know this what are the subdermal modifications uh he's got like what looks to be horns (laughs) (laughs) i'm not really sure to look right. at this man, it's not very comfortable. I'm good. I'm going to warn our listeners out there: if you Google search this man, you're going to get a little bit of a stank face on you. You're going to be like, ah, I can't really look. Can't unsee that. So if if you what if you do this to your body now, like tattoos, whatever. Like I'm cool with tattoos and piercings to a point. That's fine. But like you start putting like horns underneath your like yeah, implanting horns on your head. Right. Like what do you do? Like how do you hold a job? How do you down? hold a hat on your head? head? Forget <laughs> job. How do you wear a hat? Like I don't. I don't like, mean like what's he? What, what's his job? Does it say uh, what he it does, does for a profession? Say. Oh, I'd be so. He's curious. okay. So he previously set the world record for most piercings at four hundred and fifty-three. He's got a hundred and fifty-eight around his lips alone. Oh my gosh! Like. How about enjoying food? How do you enjoy food? Unfortunately, I have to look this up. How do you use a straw? <laughs> like, there's a lot of questions I've got. This, I, so I just looked it up. Like, <laughs> don't look it up, Johnson. It don't hurts do your it. face. It's like, ah, don't look it up. Do look not at it. Google body modifications world you record. Don't do look it. This guy. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Don't do it. Like like what's with his eyes scoot what is going on i don't know i think they're like i think those have got to be like contact lenses oh my goodness like i wouldn't know how old that guy is by looking oh at my him. gosh it appears as though it's almost as if he has like magnets in his face and things have just clinged to his face it's kind of what it looks like. Like he's just walked by <laughs> experimental yeah, and everything. Yes. And they've just whipped onto his face. Yes. If you look at the, yes. How do you shave? <laughs> I've got a lot of questions. How in the world does this man shave? How do you get the hairs in between the, the, the piercings? Like, yeah, it's the craziest thing ever. I like, there's a picture of him from 20 years ago that they showed this guy, this Rolf, which by the way, was also the name of the piano playing dog on um the muppets oh my there he is uh, yes when he was 40 when he was yeah when he was like 40 and then now he apparently liked horses back then too (laughs) uh yeah what a strange like yeah i don't get he looks as though he's an accountant 20 years ago (laughs) and now i mean i don't know what is going on how do you shave well i mean i guess he's like a walking Look at that. Well, he's like a he's a selfie guy, right? You got to get a selfie with that guy. Yeah, he's like a it looks like all these people have just wanted to have their Do you photo think that's why him. he did it? So that people would want to do want to get selfies with him? Well, do you think he's sponsored? I think he might have a sponsor. Like Claire's? Does Claire's sponsor him? I was just getting ready to say <laughs> like is he sponsored by Claire's or Piercing Pagoda or like yeah. one of these places? Well, good for him, man, for being him though. I mean, yeah, I you mean, hey, you. you do you, man. You you, and dude. if you're going to do it, do it. Like, he's, he's all in. Interesting, Scoot. You always find the most interesting things when you're out there searching. Ugh. 
the internet. Well, guys, we should probably wrap up this week's show. West Virginia loses this week to Texas Tech 34 to 27, but we've got K-State just ahead of us. Halloween. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. Uh, Halloween day, noon on ESPN2 in Morgantown. We are favor they are K State's favored by three and a half points. So definitely check that out. Johnson is going to dress up as Ernie Stewart for Halloween. Ernie, who's Ernie Stewart? Uh, it's who I thought was Bill Stewart, the person that Scoot thinks coaches <laughs> Oklahoma State formally, or I mean Kansas State formally. And he's going to wear a windbreaker. Oh, Bill Snyder. That would actually be a killer. Like if people knew, you know, if people if you were around like Big Twelve country. That would be a killer. That'd be I good, bet that'd that would be go over big in the little apple scoot. Oh, don't even get me started. The big, the, the big, big wheat. wheat. <laughs> a little apple, but the big wheat. All right, West Virginia University is three and two overall, two and two in the conference of the Big Twelve. We'll be back next week with another show, guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Everybody have an awesome week. Go Mountaineers. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. Mm-hmm.